0: Chapter 16 of Wild Bees, Wasps and Ants, and Other Stinging Insects. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lisa Statler Wild Bees, Wasps and Ants, and Other Stinging Insects by Edward Saunders. Chapter 16 bees and pollen collecting bees whether solitary or social enter flowers for the sake of their honey in their nectaries and the pollen on their anthers in some cases the flowers automatically deposit pollen on the bees during the operation which enables them to fertilize other flowers of the same species but the pollen which the bee requires for its own use has to be worked for, and collected on organs specially adapted for the purpose. These vary very much in the different families and genera. They exist only in the females, and, if the males get covered with pollen, as they often do, it is probably more by chance than purpose, and it is doubtful if it is of any value to the brood, although no doubt useful in fertilizing other flowers. All our bees— as has been pointed out before are clothed more or less with branched or feather-like hairs which would appear to be admirably adapted for the collecting of pollen at the same time some species which have their bodies clothed with branched hairs have simple or spirally grooved hairs on the collecting organ others collect on very much branched hairs so that there seems to be no exact relationship between the plumosity of the hairs and their utility in collecting. The collecting brushes are either on the hind legs or, as in some cases, on the ventral surface of the body. In a female andrena, the hind leg has a tuft of curled hairs near the base of the leg, and a more or less heavy brush on the outside of the tibia or shin when a female returns after a collecting expedition these specially hairy regions are a mass of pollen grains and the beautiful yellow legs so often remarked upon in some bees are not always due to the colour of the hairs but to that of the grains of pollen adhering to them the genera, which collect on the under surface of the body, have to visit flowers where the anthers lie in such a position that they can transfer the pollen onto it. The pea flower tribe are favorites with them, and also the compositae. All this section have long tongues so that they are able to reach the nectaries of plants with long tubular flowers. In visiting these, the pollen is often deposited on the back of the bee. This it is able to transfer to its underside by means of the brushes on its feet or tarsi. The arrangements of the humble bees for pollen-gathering are altogether different from those mentioned above. They have the hind shin outwardly shining and rather concave, with a series of long curved hairs running down each side of it and partly curving over it so that they carry their mass of pollen in a sort of basket, scientifically called the corbicula. This would be impossible if the pollen were gathered dry, as it is by most of the solitary bees. So the bee moistens it on the flower with the nectar she has been sucking, so as to make it sticky, and then transfers it into her basket by means of her foot-brushes. The pollen, therefore, on the hind-leg of a humble bee, is all in one mass, and can be removed as such. When the bee reaches her nest this must of course save her the trouble which the solitary bee must have of cleaning off all the separate grains of pollen which are mixed up among the hairs. A word or two may be convenient here on the combs and cleaning apparatus of bees. Anyone who has watched a bee clean itself will have noticed that the front legs work more or less horizontally. A bee will lower its head and bring its front leg over it with a curved motion, and that it will clean the sides of the face with a sort of shaving-like action. Also, that the antennae are apparently pulled through the foot-joint in a remarkable way, often many times in succession now the foot of a bee consists of five joints and is clothed with bristly looking hairs if these hairs be examined through a microscope they will be found to be more or less razor-shaped having a thick back and a dilated wing or knife-like blade in some the blade is of some width and the edge is evidently very sharp these hairs or spines no doubt do the cleaning work and admirably adapted they are to the purpose. The antenna cleaner, it may possibly be used for other purposes, too, is a still more wonderful adaptation. In the basal joint of the foot there is a semicircular incision, which, when examined under the microscope, is seen to be a small toothed comb. The foot itself fits into the tibia, or shin, and at the apex of the latter is a modified spine, which is dilated on one side into a wing, or knife-like blade. This shuts down on the semicircular comb, and the insect, by passing the antenna between the two, can clean off anything which may have stuck to it. When we come to examine the other legs, we find that the inner surface of their tibia and tarsi, i.e. that which is nearest the body, is clothed with hairs which have the points dilated and spade-like which allowing for the different action of the hind legs makes them just as good cleaners as the razors of the front pair the spurs at the apex of the tibia which are known as the calcaria, are also doubtless useful for cleaning purposes and this is specially suggested by the beautiful saw-like form which they assume in some species although there is no actual semicircular comb in the first joint of the tarsi yet there can be very little doubt that the spur and this joint in conjunction can act as a cleaning organ very much the same way as the more elaborate arrangement in the front legs any one who has the opportunity of examining the hairs of bees under a microscope will be amply repaid for the trouble in noticing the beautiful shapes and structures which these organs assume. At one time, when I was specially examining bee-hairs, I shaved the various parts of a large number of species and mounted their hairs dry in microscopic slides, merely securing the cover-glass with liquid glue. This was twenty years ago, and many are still quite good it may seem a difficult operation to shave a bee but the hairs come off very easily and with a sharp dissecting-knife for a razor as many hairs as one wants are almost immediately at one's disposal End of chapter 16